Hey, 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 what's up, La Familia, you crazy football-loving nutters? This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating and listening to the Inter-Miami podcast with the stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex, two lads who are as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's going to be. It's going to be magisterial with an amplifier. The goal scorer, Morgan, and he's done it again. Lewis Morgan with a second of the match. He won't have a Try and make it fun, man. We got it's got to be bearable, you know. I mean, I'm over here crying. Like, I'm, I've been crying nonstop for days. Like we're we're heading back towards that dark corner where I didn't think uh, we'd we'd be to this this early on, man. It's not not pretty. I can't wait, like fully to to just come on every podcast, just like joyously and 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 happy to to speak about this team. <laughs> it's like. It's like clean slate. Like anything could happen. Like you know, new team, new season, all that good stuff. And uh, and and then here we are. Here we are. Week two, just getting absolutely massacred on on national television. Like this isn't even like you know. If it happens other games, it's fine if you don't live within a hundred mile radius or if you don't have ESPN plus because you can't watch it. But you put us out there on Front Street and we just get bent over and slaughtered. I mean, that was putting it mildly. I mean, the buildup for this match, first ever meeting, it was supposed to be a decent matchup and we just laid down and died as the whistle blew. It was ugly it was terrifying it brings back old memories of 2020 2021 (laughs) i don't want to do it again i won't is next year our year is that is that it is it gonna happen i don't know i don't know but welcome everyone to the inner miami podcast Uh, i am jay kington joined by mr than harrington how are you doing buddy I'm doing, man. I'm doing. I just wish, uh, you know, Lewis was bagging that hat trick for us. I, yeah. I, 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 it, it, that one, <laughs> God. He, that, that would, yo, and he should have had four. The fourth one, he, I know. he barely, barely missed, you know, and, you know, hats off to him. He's, he's, he's doing what he should have done down here, but man, I wish that, that we need that right now. Like my subconscious has blocked that out of my head and just brought it back. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know? The most beloved player just goes, bags a hattie. Should have been four, you're right. Veronica's super proud, keeps posting, keeps popping up on my on my Facebook. It's I just not even see that, it. Man. Like Riley comes pitter patter and then he goes, Hey, hey dad, Lewis scored again. 
I'm yeah. like, great. Thanks, dude. He like, goes, how come we don't have him? How yeah. come we suck? I'm yeah. like, okay, seven-year-old turning the knife. Riley, write a letter. Write a letter to, like, Jorge Moss and David Beckham. Leave Hendo out of it because we all love Hendo. But <laughs> have Riley write a, a write a letter and just crush them because it's so tough to see. And then I don't, I can't remember. Maybe it was it was Traveler. I'm not sure who shared it in the Discord. But then FIFA wants to go and release like the the weekly players. I guess on I'm, I don't play Ultimate Team. I mean, you know me. I'm a pro clubs guy. I need to get back into head to head to brush up on my skills to throw down. But uh, only one MLS player was like one of the weekly cars. And of course it was, it was Lewis Morgan. So it's like anywhere I go, I can try and like not look. And then it just pops up in the, in the other place I am. Shout out Lewis Morgan. Dude, 79 overall 91 pace. They, they, you know, that is like shot with a, they screwed him on a shot with a 73, but you're right. That's still was actually one of two MLS players. Who was the other one? Uh, uh, the Cam from Columbus. I always butcher his name. Oh, Zell around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zell around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, stud. Uh, Captain of my fantasy team. Stud. Uh, actually, I should have known that because he's paired with Morgan in my midfield. So, it is what it is. We're back to Inner Miami, though. We're back to talking about this train wreck, this plane wreck, this nuclear explosion of what was supposed to be a, a promising 2022 yeah, season. We are. Uh, but to be fair, before before you carry on. 79 for an MLS player is phenomenal in FIFA. Yeah, I mean, it's getting there. From when you and I first started, they used to be like 50s, 60s, and then like Clint Dempsey yeah, might yep. have been at like 70. Yeah. Um, like worst but, case, that's like a that's like a like a, a whole city midfielder. <laughs> like that's like a that's like a Norwich midfielder. Worst case. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I I would have to agree, unfortunately. But it is what it is. We don't have him. We have to press on. Yeah, so I just want to say, you know, for all of our new listeners that, you know, this first time tuning into the podcast, you know, brand new team you're supporting, you know, looking to get on board, not aware of what's happened. We just got smacked 5-1 by Austin FC, which is an expansion team that started last year, uh, had – Horrible problem scoring last year. I think total of like 35 goals last year. And they've already dropped 10 in their first two games. And the crazy thing is like no one's even giving them respect, albeit they did play Cincinnati and Inter-Miami, which I get the Cincinnati hate, but like, damn, man, like we're still, we're still at that label, that, that level. I know we all want to think we're not, that we're better than that, but like, no, th- th- this is where we are. But it's kind of weird that, no one's even like showing them respect on like the grand scheme of the of the MLS. It reminds me of that uh, SpongeBob meme where SpongeBob and Patrick are running alongside. That's like Nashville and Austin, and then we're Squidward just kind of looking down, all pissed off, like we win better <laughs> than what we are. It's uh, every we're just expansion team not allowed to go out and play. I mean, I was gonna like kind of like kind of make it like a little segment thing, but like we'll I'll just run through the power rankings right now. I'm not even gonna go through the power rankings. Nashville's number one. That fucking hurts. What hurts worse is that we are, we are, we're 26th and we're only, the only teams below us is Charlotte FC and Cincinnati, which is like, damn, man, damn. I was hoping, I was hoping we'd be like, come on, man, like, get us, 
Cause it's like in the like the teens or something, but no, no, it's 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 nothing, uh, nothing but but pain for us still. And something's got to give. It will eventually uh, change. I mean, nothing. You know, it's still very early in the season. We're talking two games here, but not a lot of spark in our team to be excited about for sure. But we're you know we're in eleventh place, tied for ninth place. You know, tied with. Uh, uh, Toronto and for some crazy reason, uh, NYCFC. Um, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know why, because they won the cup last year and they just crushed communications in, uh, CONCACAF champions league. But Hey, you just hit the nail on the head. That's it though. They're still focused on champions league, man. Yeah. I mean, if you want to even make us, if you even want to kick us while we're down, yeah, you're right. They're focused on CONCACAF Champions League because, again, friendly reminder, no MLS team has ever won. Uh, I didn't catch the score of the, the um, Seattle game. I, I would have to assume they won. Let me look that up real quick. But, yeah, so, like, st- I mean, we still, yeah, they won 3-0 against Leon. Okay, good for them. At least, yeah, wish I could be us one day. Uh, there's still plenty of time, like, Nothing's out of reach. It's fine. It's it's still quote unquote too early to panic. But if you watch how the team plays, and there's definitely still a lot of reason uh, to panic. Um, I I don't really know of a, of a good segue here. I guess we just kind of peel back this painful onion, you know, layer by layer, man. Um, five one, five one. Uh, painful game to watch. Uh, possession came out to 59 to 41. Uh, we played better in the second half. Uh, but to be fair, possession in the first half probably felt like 75 25. I mean, we, I don't know why we're so uncomfortable on the ball. You know, year three, I get it's a new squad, but like the static, everyone's static. No one moves. Everyone just kind of sits there. No one's being creative. No one's trying to, run or, or open up lanes or you know find space between the lines it, it's just so static and so painful uh to watch and, and the part that really kind of just twists the knife is like we had 13 total shots they had eight total shots right so i mean yeah you know one and a half times a, a little over 150% of theirs or, or 50% more, whatever you want to, we want to say here. Uh, they had five goals, eight on target with five goals. That's insane. We had 13 shots. Uh, each of us had six on goal rather, and we netted one and they netted five. So hell of a stat line for Austin. That's insane. Yeah. And you know, a lot of those shots too, like it was Robbie Taylor just coming in, just like, all right, trying to be the one man wrecking crew and he was just looking for any tiny window to operate to slam them in and try to get them like i'm all for that yeah shoot it <laughs> you played but, you played fever with me <laughs> I, I know but to go back to the team movement i was actually getting a little bit of ptsd from old ole ball because i see the pass up the pass to the midfield the pass to the side the pass back yep. and then diop's going okay let's start this again pass up pass in the midfield and everybody panics and mm-hmm. it's either a real shit dink ball over the top we miss the run to the outside or Higuain's throwing his arms up because a, a cool breeze tickled the back of his neck like there was just no like there's no rhyme or reason of what was going on out there 
Yeah. We got to get that midfield. If the midfield gets going and we continually feed the midfield and allow them to look forward rather than have to worry what's behind them, it could help resolve a lot of this. But our back line did us no favors this game either. So back line did us no favors. Just real quick on your Robbie Taylor comment, though. Like, yeah, he was pulling the trigger quite a bit, but like <laughs> not far off. I, I, I think serious potential. If he gets a synergy with the, the squad down and gets like more comfortable, then, you know, we've never really had a, a, a player that is willing to rip them from outside the box, but like he does not have hesitation and they are not far off at all. We're talking fractions of probably a centimeter as far as the, on the face of the ball where those could, could go in. Uh, Gonzalo, we'll get to Gonzalo in a little bit. Cause there's a, Quite a bit we could say there, especially after, you know, oh, he's he's lean now. He's he's being a leader. You know, he wants to to be more responsible with the team. Like, yeah, all right, that shit's out the window. Now we see exactly same shit we've got for the past one and a half years with them. Uh, but you know, we'll get to the back line. I guess first handled soft. But as far as total passes go, I mean, it was four ninety seven. Uh, in favor of Austin to our 369, uh, you know, passing accuracy, pretty relevant corners, pretty relevant. Um, you know, really nothing stands out too much outside of that. Although fun fact that we love here over at the inner Miami podcast, yellow cards. I think we're like what third or fourth in the, in the league now. So at least we can be consistent, uh, with holding that piece down. Now, what like I don't know. I felt pretty comfortable in preseason with our back line. I was like, wow, we now actually have a bit of depth. Last year was a struggle. We were having to call Mabika up for the hardship clause. And just when I thought like, hey, we might be okay in the back line, I mean, stuff happens. Like, right, Damian Lowe gets injured last match. Gibbs is still not back. Uh, Ian Frey tears his ACL again. And now we're throwing Breck, who can play anywhere on the left side. And we've always said that, right? Whether it be kind of left winger, left mid, or kind of that left wing back, but or left back even. But what he doesn't play, or I've at least never seen him play, and I think it was his third start ever, was as a center back. I mean, like the left center back, right? But not something he's he's comfortable with. And then we had Noah Allen, which I was, to be fair, excited about him getting another start. But, man, was that first half rough for Noah Allen. He was getting dominated out there. And these, they were coming down their right side, which is attacking our left side. So they're coming right at Noah Allen and Breck Shea. I would be, I mean, hard-pressed to think they didn't game plan that, right? Like That's these, exactly what I was thinking. You they know. saw a 17-year-old kid, and they saw somebody out of position, and they said... Who's like, go. what, 34? Uh, 30, 32, 32, but still. Yeah, God, I mean, man, he fits so well in the Florida dive bar scene. <laughs> but, yeah, they had the game plan for that. It, it, it only makes sense. I mean, even the worst of the worst managers could have seen that and be like, all right, we're going to attack that, knowing that Phil was probably going to try and release... Noah and DeAndre like he did last week. So that left a huge gap, which left Breck stumbling and bumbling and Noah trying to get back to cover ground that he didn't necessarily have to cover so much of last week 
when we had a more complete back line. So yeah. definitely, definitely rough for Noah. And I honestly, I don't, I would be surprised if Gibbs come back this week. I think he might be a kind of two more weeks out and they're saying Damien Lowe, they said what about 10 days and that was a couple of days ago. So he's probably going to miss this game against uh, LAFC, but kind of throwing together this rinky dinky uh, backline did not work. And we were getting crushed by through balls. They were not in unison. They were not holding the line at all. Um, you know, there were not, as far as through balls go, there were not as many offside calls as there should have been just due to the kind of dysfunctionality. I don't even know if that's a word, but the dysfunctionality of the back line all being on the same page. I mean, the club came out and said it was like a, what was a crazy format? Like they had the winger so far up that it it is in essence a 5-3-2, but the way they had it drawn up was more like a 3-5-2, even like a 3-3-2-2. Three, three, two, two. But anytime we're defending, Allen comes back, Allen comes back, and there's five on the back line. But still, no communication and just easy, easy through balls. And this team dropped five against Cincinnati, and everyone said, oh, it was just against Cincinnati. And they came out and dropped five again in front of a very, very rowdy stadium. Uh, and f- I'll tell you what I do respect about Austin. Besides the fact that the city's cool as hell, super, super cool place. Great for live music, amazing bar scene, 6th Street, amazing. But their chants, on point. On point. It's not just songs sung by the supporter section. It's it's chants that the whole stadium can pick up on. And, like, you know, we do the, the ole, 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 but there's this all right, all right, all right, Austin yeah. FC. Yeah. And then they did that uh, Wolf of Wall Street chest thumping thing. And I was like. How can I you? even heard um, what's that uh, one song, Bella Chow? Yeah, yeah. I heard them doing it, and I'm singing in my living room, and I'm wanting them to lose, and I'm like, okay, all right, yeah. I like this. So we have that yeah. song as well. Inner Miami does. We've only used it a few times, um, and but they also have the like the Dale 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 Rosado, like how we do. And there's probably like I don't know Verde Negro or whatever. But then someone commented like, oh, they're mocking us. I'm like, dude, they're not mocking us. All the chants we use are just recycled from Latin America. All the chants any uh, non-Spanish market team is using are all just ripoffs of either the MLS or like, you know, England. These chants have been around for quite a while. There's very few teams that, that kind of create a, a unique chant. One of my favorites is LAFCs with their uh, little bum, 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 LAFC, and the whole stadium does it. I'm not too familiar with that one, but for the most part, they're kind of recycled. Uh, but, I mean, great atmosphere. I, I really hope that, especially once Miami Freedom Park is built, and we can cover that a little bit later, uh, that, we can, that we can match that. Uh, but back line, man. We're going to be in trouble here. We're going to be in serious trouble if we don't get Gibbs back ASAP in, in low. And we're going against an attack in LAFC that is quite vicious. So I could see this getting, you know, getting pretty ugly and a pretty rough start for season three. But without badgering them too much, what were your thoughts on, on the midfield here? Disappointed. I mean, it's easy just to say that for every aspect of this game, but genuinely disappointed. Uh, I mean, Gregory held it down, but the back line stretched, or I should say limited his ability by stretching him out to help cover. 
And then we didn't have an attacking presence from our midfield. It was, mm -hmm. it was, it was, eh, it was bland. It was boiled chicken breast and white rice football. There was no <laughs> seasoning. There was no flair. There was no. The stuff you give to your like, dog when they're sick. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That it's just, I don't know. I, I wanted this midfield to succeed and they're still gelling. I'm not sitting here saying we need to change, but that wasn't, that wasn't a confidence booster from them. We, we started going into hero ball where folks were just making a run, not looking for the pass from the midfield. Uh, we were just lobbing terrible chip balls up to see if the attackers could get there rather than working the ball around. Um, uh, like I said, disappointment's just a word. Yeah. Well, so a lot of fans are calling for Phil Neville's head, right? Stop. I mean, I, quite aggressive. Yes. But, but here's the deal. First off, I'm probably gonna have to switch off Gmota on my fantasy team because he's just it's not what I thought it was gonna be. But our midfield is two CDMs and then Mo Adams. I think everyone who watched this game, and I know you'll agree, I don't even have to ask you, but Mo Adams should not Mo Adams should not start another game for us unless we're dealing with injuries. Robbie Taylor should be that left midfielder moving forward. You can't run a five three two if the Two of the three midfielders are CDMs by nature. Okay, this doesn't work. We need creativity and attacking, attack-minded players in our midfield. This 5-3-2 doesn't work with Phil's players. The players Phil wanted, like, right, that's the only excuse he had was these weren't my players. These were Diego Alonso's players or McDonough's players. Well, now you kind of have, have had your input. Probably more so Henderson just being the man saying, shut up, Phil. Let me build a damn winning squad for you. But I don't think a 5-3-2 with two CDMs is the way to go. And now we switch in the second half to a 4-2-3-1, which we're also familiar with, uh, with players that honestly probably didn't fit that scheme. But if there was ever a formation, and I honestly don't even like the 4-2-3-1. I'm more like a 4-3-3 guy myself. I mean, you played plenty of FIFA with me, you know. But if we've ever had a team for a 4-2-3-1, this is it. Four in the back line. I don't care how you mix them up. I would prefer uh, Gibbs, Lowe, McVay, Yedlin. Perfect world. Gibbs get healthy. Lowe get healthy. We'll substitute. I'll even allow for some Breck, McVay, throw fucking whoever you want in there, and then Yedlin. I get we're dealing with injuries, but let's play our two CDMs as CDMs and let them really focus on the defensive side. I'm talking about Gregory. I'm talking about Gene Mota. Why, if Gonzalo is your number 10, why are you not playing him as a number 10? Why You're playing him as a number nine. You're playing two up top. You're playing two strikers, two forwards, however you want to slate it. Why not have him up top flanked by Emerson and Lasseter? Or God knows where Robbie's been. And then have Campania up top. Wouldn't that make the most sense? Gonzalo can be slow because he's still slow. I don't care how lean you tell me he is, Phil. He's still slow. He's still complaining. Don't make him run too much. Let him dish to Emerson. Let him dish to Lasseter. Let them create up the wings and then throw it in to Campania. Because honestly, at this point, I think Campania is probably the best scorer we have on our team. 
and that's that's a sad statement. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it. he's got so much potential. I think as he gets too. acclimated, like his quick decisions, just the, the, the quick-mindedness of him, I think will, will let him get far in this league. I think Gonzalo is way too slow in this league. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you. But if you remember last pod, I was also saying, you know, Campana can be uh, a Chicharito, a Cavani, that that sneaky goal scorer. But right yeah. now where the squad sits, you, I would not have believed he would be our best yet only goal scoring option right now. Right now. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I think you're right, but I have a sneaking suspicion with when it comes to Gonzalo. The, the front office is like, dude, you're you're going to be out of here. Do whatever you want. Like, just if you're going to play a 10, but you want to run up front, do whatever. We don't care. Like, just this is your swan song and then adios, amigos. Get out. Like, yeah, that's the only thing I can think as to why he's not playing a true 10. Because he, he's, he's smart enough. He knows the game. So we can't blame an experience. I got a feeling he just doesn't want to. And he wants to play Gonzalo ball. See, I just have the feeling that like there's no one else that is creative on the field and that he's the best option they have to try and be the engine to run this team. And the fact that they came out and said, you know, he's lean, his attitudes changed. And then in the first and second game, we already see him going back to his old complaining ways. Like every single time, I would like to see him get fouled, get up, not say a damn thing, and just start running, get back into the play. Why? Why is everything such a complaint? I don't know. I, maybe the Europeans just come over here and expect everything to go them ways. Maybe the refs are super soft, super soft in Europe. I, I have no idea, but these American refs really don't yield at all to to any player's requests. They seem very firm in their action. I think the most proud people in the MLS aren't the players nor the fans, but the refs Dude, in almost to a detrimental extent sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And pro referee. I mean, if, if you're a first time listener, you haven't heard one of my pro referee rants. I usually call them out on Twitter two, three, four times a match, but I will admit the guy who had the reins of our match uh, I forget what had happened, but like four or five Austin players came sprinting up to him and the dude is all but laughing at him. Like he's looking at them laughing yeah. and dismisses all of them. One guy claps back and he gives him a yellow and the guy's throwing his hands up in the air and the ref's just jogging back laughing. He's just happy. And, he's got screen time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I'll, I'll tell you back to your Gonzalo comment. I would like, if he continues to be slow and, and not worth it, put Mota at center attacking mid. Before he came over, that was his primary role over in Brazil with center attacking mid. Give him a shot. What do we have to lose? He's got less miles on those legs. Emerson, Campana, and Lasseter up top. Give it a little pace. Give it a little flair. I know you want to see some more of that South American flair on the field. I'm all for it. That energy boost. I'm all for it. Give the energy boost that we so desperately need because this is not going to carry us uh, against teams like LAFC. And I think without going too far ahead of ourselves in in terms of the episode, we're going to be badly, badly exposed for exactly what we are. Yeah. I mean, I think it only gets worse. Um, 
I mean, that's a very interesting point you bring up. You know, he 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 did he he is a, a kind of cam right, an attacking midfielder. But the, the as far as like cam status, like the goals aren't really that supportive behind it, right? I mean, even with Santos, uh, you know, 198 appearances, 17 goals. Uh, I don't know if he's he's. I still think we're missing a, a very critical. Uh, piece in our midfield we're missing the uh the maxi morales we're missing the uh you know zellerion the 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 sebastian blanco we're missing that that creative attacking midfielder uh because i don't think gonzalo is is really that good at it and these teams kind of recognize what is the easiest way to get around our defense i mean you like look at some of these passing lanes and the the majority of them are, are going to the outside wings. There's there's very few passes that we're going, uh, all passes considered in the game more centrally. So it's kind of all driven exposing, uh, you know, our, the the defenders really. But I, I just this midfield isn't going to work. I don't think three of the midfield is is the way to go, especially once teams get exposed. It was like last year we what we started doing like the what was it the the three two two three or the three five three however you want to break that down and it worked we went on a winning streak we had what a five six game winning streak but then teams started to hone in on it and then we lost six in a row without adjustment i just think that i I hate to be that guy but i I, if if we don't get results this year i think phil's out i do i'm not going to say fire him now is it still very early but if, if we don't get results phil's out he doesn't have a he doesn't have a resume to really be proud about and I think is misusing, uh, you know, the 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 players we do have. And, but here's the 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 pretty like astonishing thing about all this, right? Because I just mentioned the passes were predominantly down the wings. I'd say more so right wing than left wing. But let's just for intensive purposes, just focus on it being down the wings. Their shots, eighty eight percent of their shots were from the middle. 13% from the right side, 0% were from the left side. So they were just going down the wings, cutting that ball back in across, and then they were just ripping it. And you really can't even blame Diop. Diop had a hell of a first game. But with no back line that's intact, no communication, no cohesiveness on the back line, we get exposed. And it's a freaking bloody massacre. And just when we think, like, we're going to, like, oh, wow, it was what? Two, what, three three goals down and then we scored? It was like, oh, two goals? Like, maybe there's a chance. No, and then just, they just, they just, Austin, to their credit, and high praise to them, did not let up off the throttle. They said, we're going to bury this team just like we buried Cincinnati. And it makes sense because they're still not getting respect in the national media. And if they carry that mentality, and Sebastian Juricy, Juricy might be the best acquisition uh, probably way too early to say that, but could be one of the best acquisitions of the year. Also, someone that Inter Miami was interested in, but we spent all our team, all our time on uh, Rogero, uh, what the hell is his name? Martinez from Club America. We're going for the more big name players, but look, it's 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 one of the you know I'm not going to say smaller name players, but not as a big name player who can be the difference maker for him. And then Fagundes runs all over us, and it's just man, pain, 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 pain. It's all I, I mean, get in my life. Yeah, I mean, story of my life here. But 
you know, it was very easy to see the game plan for Austin. They were running as far as they could against Yedlin. Once he got set, it was Tiki Taka through the middle, mm-hmm. or it was exposed the hell out of Noah, which again, Noah's young. I know I'm high on him. I'm still high on him, but I also said he's going to get exposed at some point for his youth and his inexperience and having somebody out of position like Breck really exposed him. But, but back to the, back to their goals and and their shots, they were doing Tiki Taka through the midfield and then letting it rip because we were, we had our shoelaces tied to each other Mm -hmm. and we were like running circles around each other. We didn't have, I don't think that Phil had a good game plan for the Tiki Taka style football. I think he, he was trying to expect a, a slug fest and maybe he fell asleep in watching the Cincy tape, but especially that last goal, which was absolutely gorgeous from Austin against Cincy. It was like, and please don't take this as me comparing them to Barcelona, but it was like Barcelona football pass, 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 mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. shot. Mm-hmm. And it was quick. Yep. Our older mid or uh, defenders were out of place, couldn't keep up, and left the Oppenheim Island. It's kudos to Austin. They they exposed us. They wrote the the playbook on how to beat us unless Phil makes changes. And that's yeah. that. I mean that's that's a, a fair point. And I mean you know fans feel free to message us on social media or chime in on the Discord if I'm wrong. But I, I'm struggling to think of one Tiki Taka goal that Inter Miami's ever had. I think back to the 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 second game against DC where. I mean, that was a pretty long pass from, I believe it was Robbie to to Pizarro. But like, there's never been like complete dominance in the box. Everything is very aggressive, counterattacking, and kind of like bull mentality. There's not a lot of a, a calmness or presence to, to try and break down uh, defenses. And going back to what you said, like Yedlin got exposed. This was not a good game for Yedlin. I mean, to be fair, you know, he's, he's, he's still, he's got to, you know, get the rust off, get back up to speed in the MLS. But uh, as far as our attack went, a pretty, you know, I guess decent breakdown, you know, preferred the left side, but pretty even, you know, across the, the board. I mean, again, heavy on the left side, but up the middle, 31% on the right side, 23%. So at least we're, we're, we're trying to stay consistent. The 46 on the left side would probably be skewed a little bit because Robbie Taylor is just a fucking me reincarnated as an actual athlete out there on the pitch with a mean right foot. And I think he's going to drop some goals this season that are going to get uh, the crowd very, very rowdy. But this, we're kind of going back to where we were at the first season and probably honestly for most of the second season, which these long balls have to stop. We got to get comfortable we need dynamic players that are going to run around, open up passing lanes, create chances because right now it's very static. And once the press comes, we just kick it long and, and, and pray for the best. And in this game, we were horrible at pressing. Whereas like you go back, you know, last game uh, against Chicago, we were much better at pressing, much better at containing. But this game is like, we were just completely flustered, uh, and all over the place. And then once you identify that we're just getting shredded on that left side, once Noah Allen's getting shredded and Breck Shea is just out of position and not really comfortable, you know, you got to make these adjustments. And I mean, to Phil's credit, he did, but 
I think most fans are over the the five three two, and then at halftime transition to the five two three. I think we want to go back to where we can get as many of our best players on the field as we can at one time. And I don't think we're gonna win many games in this five three two. It's a very defensive minded game, and like we don't have the players. Like right, we're we're dealing with sanctions. We don't have the players that can run in that defensive formation and then just start scoring a bunch of goals. It seems like for the most part, the first half in Phil's mind is absorb the pressure and then second half, see if we can, you know, kind of squeak out a counterattack or, or maybe make some changes, you know, in the, in the, the latter half of the second half to create some chances. Why not just go out there and play a full well-rounded game in a fairly either balanced formation or a more attacking uh, mindset of a formation. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I know I am probably going to eat a little bit of crow on this because I defended the formation last week. But I, I, I think it's different if Lowe's healthy. But I would also agree, like, we need to stop, like, stop waiting Stop waiting so long to make the changes. You're not going to get any any different of a result by continually hammering away with the same formation. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. say it again. Scored, say it louder for the people in the back. You're not going to get any different result by hammering away with the same formation. What's the definition of insanity, Than? Doing the same thing over and over and over and over and expecting a different result. It's probably the probably you know one of the easiest things to understand, and yet way too many people expect change out of it. You know, like I, I don't understand. I mean, Jerusi scored the twenty second, Cascante uh, uh, scored the twenty sixth, Jerusi scored in the fifty first, and then Phil was like, "Huh, maybe I should do something." Campana <laughs> scored in the fifty third, and then it was Finley putting us to bed. It was way too slow. Mm-hmm. Re- like, be proactive rather than reactive. Mm-hmm. If he went out there and had a whole different formation, had players plugged in where they needed to go, and we lost, but we put up a fight, I'd be okay. I-, I shouldn't say I'd be okay with it. It would be less painful than a five to one where we look disjointed in every single aspect, including the managerial aspect of the of the game. No, I agree. And and if you if you're that concerned where you think you can only defend with five at the back instead of four at the back, then like the formation is the least of your concern. You should be looking at the talent of your back line. And this is not gonna fly. I mean, and to, I mean, two before we can just straight up, you know, kind of shit on Phil. To be fair, he has Changed formation several times throughout a season. And I, I hope he takes this as a a lesson, you know, a lesson learned and in, in to make that adjustment because the starting eleven he puts out are missing at least three of the best players on the team, right? You want to put forth your the best eleven you can, and this formation just isn't cutting it. It's not cutting it. It's God, La Familia, Inter Miami, 
lovers and supporters, man. We've been through a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. We deserve free parking. At this point, if you're not going to give us free tickets, give us free beers. Because this pain that we put up with, and we still come out there every single game, unwavering, and La Familia singing their heart outs, banging their instruments till we are hoarse, and even staying up till 2 or 3, 4 in the morning, partying even after a loss. But that's a separate issue. That's just a Miami thing. Man, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. And guess what? It's not going to get any easier because we're playing LAFC this weekend. The only, I don't even want to say good news because I, I do have them on my fantasy team. And I don't want to wish injury upon anyone. But Carlos Vela was pulled out of last week's game. At halftime, they say it was a, a protective measure so that he doesn't, you know, get seriously injured. But we're going to be going against LAFC. Uh, potent attack, decent midfield, not a great back line. But if we can't get our back line figured out, and it sounds like we're going to be without Damien Lowe for another week, it sounds like we're probably going to be without Gibbs for another week. So we're going to throw together this ragtag platypus of a back line, if you will. And I don't feel great about it. I really don't. I feel like this week's kind of a wash, and then we're going to get the the players back that have been injured. Uh, it's If Carlos Vela plays, we know how that goes. Uh, Chicarango, Latif Blessing. I mean, they're they're pretty damn stacked throughout. I And this is a, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, in hindsight, we don't know. I will not be at this game. I have my son's birthday party. I will be attending. Uh, Alex will be there as well. So we will not be at the game. We'll be watching uh, on our phones. But, I mean, scary opponent. And here we go again. And it doesn't seem like there's been too much um, clear direction or positives to to really look forward to in this game. (laughs) We're in danger. (laughs) (laughs) Danger, danger. (laughs) Phil Neville. Danger, Robin. I don't think they. I don't think the. I do not know if anyone understands that reference. No, we're we're getting up there in age, dude. Um, <laughs> but I digress. You know, if we come out with the same flat, dog shit football, and Carlos Vela is is at one hundred percent, we are in serious trouble. Yeah. You know, even if Marsman was healthy, and here, we're in trouble because. Vela's Vela's dangerous. He's he's in MVP form right now. He looks like he wants to make up for a lackluster season last year, and he wants to prove everybody wrong. I don't have a lot of positives I can think of to take out of the upcoming match. I will sit down and watch it. I will block out my time. Lucy's probably going to get pissed with how much I yell at the TV, but it's going to be one of those things I have to sit through and watch to see if Phil even can make any rational changes. If he can have any good ideas on how to stop this potent attack. If he doesn't surprise me, cool, but I'm not expecting too much out of it. Yeah. No, I mean like very potent. I mean, everyone knows who Carlos Vela is. If you watch him, unless you know who Carlos Vela is, but what a, you know, Vela has been dealing with injury, especially what the second half of last season. They acquired uh, Arango, Christian Arango, Chico, Chico, 
Chicho or Chico, I'm not really sure. If an LAFC fan listens, please correct me. Uh, they acquired him last year, and like in the summer window, I believe. And uh, he played 17 games. He scored in 15 of those games. Or sorry, no, no, 14 of those games uh, he scored in. Like, that's crazy. That is crazy. Maybe not all of the 14 games, but 17 games played and 14 goals scored rather. But then they also, you know, have Kellen Acosta, stud midfielder. Jose Cifuentes, stud midfielder. Guess where we're kind of lacking pretty much all over the pitch, but certainly in our back line and in our midfield. This could get ugly. I'm going to be like, you, you know, you saw me, or you, you not saw me, but what you did see me and hear me because we can see each other on our computers as we do this. Uh, last week, what I did 1 0 Inter Miami because I wanted to be humble. I'm going to even go more humble. Okay. I'm saying 2 0 LAFC. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going negative humbles. I'm going, I'm going on the opposite team now. Well, if you're going that route, I mean, my initial thought, and I'm, I wish I could say something better. I'm going 4-1 LAFC. <laughs> I, I mean, the only way I can think that this goes our way is if big John McCarthy comes out. He's like, yo, coach, I got this one. I know how to stop him. And then he comes out with his dad hat, and we just blast him for six. Um, like, I just see, like, McCarthy coming out and, like, fucking, like, RKOing something, like, Vela or something, just – just completely like not even on our team, dude. Just like hops the fence, just like stone cuts, stone cold stuns them, and then runs off. That's the only way we're winning. And then Gonzalo just nods in approval. Yeah. And picks up and throws Noah Allen into the bleachers because, you know, he's pissed off about something else. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah. Would, it would be a wild time. But uh, yeah, 4 1, I think we get run off the field. And this is new for me because I'm never like, I, I'm always the optimist. But the old saying is that hope kills you. It's the hope that kills you. It is. Uh, where is was? Oh, man, I was watching some sort of soccer documentary and that. That's it is the hope that kills you. Um, all right. I mean, that was what? 45 minutes of sadness. So I think we did our part, guys. I really think we did our part. OK, we came here. We talked about the game. As painful as it was, let's move on to maybe some sort of good news that probably still won't affect the upcoming game this weekend against LAFC. But there was a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky member of our Discord who got the inside tip that was then reported by legitimate news establishments who did not give him credit, although Traveler did give him credit. So we will give him that piece. But the rest didn't. The legit news organizations did not. But we're talking about the Nuka Bomb, Mr. Nuka Cola Vendor, Mr. Cali. I don't probably I don't I don't even know if you roll R's with that name, honestly. But uh big, big uh story, I'd say, that broke yesterday morning, right? Was it Tuesday? Time is a construct. I've been sick. I my whole time's messed up yeah you're right it was yesterday okay well, we're talking about mr maynor alexis figueroa roches better known as maynor figueroa was spotted outside inter miami trainings facility yesterday walking in he's been i guess trialing with the club this week potentially making a signing if you're on doran then you know exactly who i'm talking about he's the captain 
of the Honduran national team, which I was able to uh, go to the Colombia Honduras game uh, with Luis, a.k.a. Megabata. Uh, big Honduran fan over here. I actually have a Honduran jersey, just don't know where it is somewhere in my house. But uh, played in the EPL. Played quite a bit for uh, for Wigan. I mean, he was with Wigan for, jeez, I mean, oh, what is that math? What, six years in whole city and then back to Wigan? Then he came to Colorado, FC Dallas. Most recently played at Houston Dynamo the previous two seasons. Uh, stud career. I mean, he did rip a goal from, what, midfield? That's very that's very Seminole 502-esque. I will say so myself. Uh, obviously, has the experience. Obviously, has the equality. You know, being an international captain, right? Playing for EPL teams, playing for a few MLS teams. He's got not only that great European experience, but he also has that, that what I think is kind of crucial, actually, that MLS experience as well to really understand the league. He is a defender. He's a center back. He's only 5'11, so he's going to bring down our overall height, but we'll forgive him. You know, we will forgive them. We know our brethren in Central and South America just genetically are, you know, a little, you know, height challenge, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm actually very happy about this. And maybe because our Discord's hyped him up, because we do have some some really big supporters of him in there. Uh, he will be a key piece. He'll be a fill-in player, right? Um, we don't expect him to play every game of the season, but you know he can slot in there when needed and do it. Uh, he is, however, 38 years old. So I know we've been teetering that line of like, we don't like Gonzalo. We don't like Matuidi. They're old. We want the young, the youth. And I agree with that. So I guess my only hang-up issue here is is that he is uh, only 38 years young and uh but besides that i think good film player what are your what are your thoughts here i don't like it you don't like don't it, like it. <laughs> can you oh, do you 30. care to elaborate yeah, yeah he's 38 then i mean if they were desperately looking for a, a defender i will fly down there Get my six foot four, three hundred and sixty three pound <laughs> power lifting frame onto that field, and I will vintage somebody. I will, I will murder, murder legs. Yes, I will murder legs. You will have to worry about Carlos Vela because they will find him somewhere underneath the the the, the dirt. You know, he'll be forever under the goal. We'll memorialize him out there somewhere. So, is there nothing to say that he's thirty eight years old and still the captain? Or is that like an honorary captain title? That's probably like an honorary, like, that's probably an honorary type deal. Like, I, I don't know why we continue to do this. You are telling me that there is not someone better with less mileage on their legs. Bro, he's the Latin Shawcross. Which makes it <laughs> worse. You are not helping and for those of you who have not been here before, Jay likes to get me wound up because he knows when I start going and I just can't stop, especially when I get pissed off about shit. Are you kidding me, this, bro? You don't is- you don't want to see a back line with all ex-EPL players? Are you kidding me, bro? 
ex-EPL players with their AARP cards. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. It would be quite amazing. Like, we could literally have, what, Gibbs? Who else could we get? Who else has, has EPL experience? Uh, why am I blanking? We discussed this earlier. We've got we got Gibbs. We've got Breck Shea. We've got um, we've got Yedlin. We've got who, who? Why am I why am I blanking on this? We have five center backs who have played in the EPL. I think it would be absolutely amazing. I mean, not ama- like amazing from a stat standpoint, not from uh, a, a game winning standpoint. But you know, to be fair, we we probably can't get get much worse. But again, I want to hit the the point home that either we are clearly that bad where we can't get anybody else or this was the only available option. Like they, and I refuse to believe that. There must have been somebody else out there looking for a club that has some sort of experience without the cartilage between their knees being completely gone at almost 40 years old. Like I refuse to believe that I'm not, I'm not buying it. If he, if he proves me wrong, cool. So be it. But I'm not, I'm, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay. With all seriousness. I mean, yeah, could be right. Although it would be fun to have all these, these old guys. I wish Shaw Cross was still on the team. Cause that would be, I mean, I mean, pretty slap heavy. I was disappointed. I thought Shaw Cross would would do something, you know, rainy night in Stoke, but he couldn't handle the humidity of Miami. It it just, I don't know, it wasn't meant to be. The coolest thing about Shaw Cross coming aboard last year was actually coming down to the stadium for the Columbus match, or going to Philly or going to DC for me, and seeing all of the random ass Stoke fans coming out of the blue. There was like when I went to DC, I think Riley and I counted at least. 20 Shawcross Stoke jerseys. Well, I mean, That's cool. But don't, I, I, I would be hard-pressed to say you'll see one Wigan Maynor jersey. Fair. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a Wigan jersey uh, in general there. But this is the realistic situation that seems to be developing. Could we have gone for a younger player? Right? Could be a probably very high chance you could have gone, but you know, here we are. But to be fair, I think they're looking more for leadership over anything. There's a serious potential that they realize Gonzalo is not the leader that he's been claiming he has become this offseason, right? I mean, it's pretty evident at this point. I mean, we I know we joked about it game one, and there was one time where I thought maybe we saw it when he threw his arms up and then went over and explained to Noah Allen what he was looking for. But last week was just whinging to a, a whole nother level. He he was just throwing tantrums. No. We'll see. We'll see how this plays out. I don't know. Uh, other rumors. Oh, you really want to get into this? I mean, we're going to have to, we're going to have to talk about the elephant in the room at some point. Because All right, let's go ahead. Other rumors, obviously, everyone's been seeing this. We're talking about Messi. We're talking about Neymar. We're talking about Luis Suarez, right? Trying to reunite the uh, the Barca trio. <laughs> who, out of those three, who would you take? Who would you not take? 
<laughs> oh, no. Uh, can I say none of them? No. Okay. If I have to choose, it would be, it'd probably have to be messy. I don't like Suarez in any fashion. Uh, he's, he's a terrible human being. I, I, I cannot stand him. Uh, Neymar is a prima donna. I think Messi out of the three of them would bring the most to the team. Clearly, he's one of the world's best. Uh, I mean, he's third best to Ronaldo and Lewandowski. I mean, that there's no shame in that. Um, I, I think he would come here, bring the fan base, bring the money, bring the experience, and not have all the drama, personally. Uh, Neymar is too showboaty. Would he fit the mold that Miami is looking to to create? Possibly. He would be that Brazilian connection. He would be that South American flair, but he also is a drama queen, and we don't want that, in my opinion. What do you? What's your take? I'm taking all three. <laughs> like they're not Gonzalo Higuain, right? They're not Gonzalo Higuain. It's stupid to not take Messi. Amazing marketing scheme. Amazing, still amazing player. Well, shred the MLS, right? They're, you can't even argue with that. Neymar, you know my stance on Brazilians, still has many years. I don't think Neymar comes for, if he does, like probably four or five years, right? Luis Suarez, yeah, I'll agree, horrible human being, but still putting up goals. So these are... These are in a different tier from Gonzalo, which is in a different tier from Blaze, which is probably in a similar tier to Pizarro. So I, although I do want to go the youthful route, I think it would be stupid not to take these, either of these players, any of these players, because I still think that they, they could shred the league. I told somebody in Discord, and I will go on record by saying, if Luis Suarez comes to our team, I will not cheer for him. Even if coming to our team means we win it all, I will never, ever, ever cheer for Luis Suarez. But full disclosure, that's just because you're a Manchester United fan. No, not just because I'm a Manchester United fan. He is a racist, <laughs> and he bites people. Yes, but, you know. So this is America, I, and America is, loves horrible people. <laughs> I mean, you're right, but just like I, I will not. That's just me. Now I want to get past that though. There was a fourth one I saw floating around, and this one was just kind of. I know I'm throwing you off your game because this wasn't planned. I actually saw one outlet talking about Cesc Fabregas. Ooh, I did see that. And I honestly thought he retired. Me too. But Boy. no, I would say no. I say he's 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 too old and I don't think he can add enough value because if we're talking Messi, Neymar, Suarez, what you're looking for is goals scored. With Cesc, I mean, Cesc has never been like a, a, a goal ripper, right? Been more of a hold it down in the midfield. And I think if you're going to go the route of the older player, unless you're getting like Pirlo, no, I, I think we just we got to stay energetic in the midfield because there's a lot more pace in MLS than people expect. But if you have like a Messi or Neymar Suarez up top, I think you can still be successful. So 
I mean, like, as an ex-Chelsea player, I'm going to hold that, even though I know that's, you know, not really what he's known for, right? But more Arsenal, more Barcelona, but, you know, I, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily be against it, you know, just like I'm not against this, you know, whole Gibbs, Shea, Figueroa, Yedlin, washed up EPL 2011 back line we're going to throw together here. But, uh, I mean... I, I don't want him as a player if he's not if if he's not retired. But and my one big but is if we brought him in as a as a coaching role for the academy or something like that. I would like take him with like a payroll. I take him like on a one or two year deal with the expectation to stay here and and, and be an impact coach for the club for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the the only piece I'll add here is that. I think, honestly, the most realistic one is going to be Messi uh, in the near future, I'd say. Uh, if we get Messi, Suarez will come because they do want to reunite, and Neymar also wants to reunite, but Neymar is also, what, 28? So he still has many years he can play in Europe. Uh, let's not forget that Messi does have two properties in Miami, already invested in Miami, already stated that he wants his family to experience American life. So... Very high chance that it, it happens, but uh, again, these are all kind of esoteric rumor mills, so don't want to speculate too much on them. Why don't you go ahead and bring us home with some fan questions. Fans, right. fan, fans, fans, questions. Only fans questions? Only fans. Oh my God, we got to make t-shirts just say only fans. Just only and then like, the silhouette of my outline with my beard. Yes. yes. All right. I like it. All right. So these are coming at you from the discord. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are not on our discord, hit the link, get in with our discord community. It is a great group of individuals. We talk about everything from inter Miami to the latest and what's going on around the league. Uh, to world war three <laughs> and world war three. Yeah. We're talking world war three. So, uh, jokes aside, if you want to get in, hit one of us up through our DMs, or uh, I do believe we have it posted somewhere on Twitter, right? And on the... I think it's on the link tree, but I've yeah, also... Uh, yeah, yeah, my my grandmother told me that if you pray for it hard enough, it will come. My, my life coach said I just need to, uh, you know, think about it enough, and then it will just materialize in front of me. Yes, like, manifest destiny. Yeah, one of those vision boards. Um, but okay, this is a three-part question from Don Capacito, which we already kind of answered the first one. How much of an impact will Figueroa have on the team? Uh, plug and play. Plug and play. Uh, I think the, the biggest impact he will have is honestly off the pitch. I disagree. I think he is going to have more of a... Uh, a leadership role, but when it comes to the field, I think he's going to let us down a tiny bit. All right. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Publix has a new Inner Miami pub sub. I am excited. I can't wait to come down and have an Inner Miami pub sub. Jay, will you try the Inner Miami pub sub? I haven't even tried the Golazo deal from Wendy's. I do love. Pub subs. I hold them at the 
same echelon. I hold my creator. I love pub subs. Um, when you come down, that's not the pub sub we're getting. That pub sub, uh, not not at my alley, for sure not, and and not up Chloe's alley. And I think if we uh, had. You know, they released that cute little video where then the kitchen, you know, is Lassiter and who was that? Like Lassiter and McVeigh or something? Yeah. Uh, or who was that? Acosta? I don't know. I don't know. It, it looked like somebody who did not want to be there. Yeah. If we had the players uh, training less in the kitchen and more on the pitch, we might have some better results. So, no, you can throw your Sausalito turkey. You can throw your bacon your lettuce tomato and you can spread your avocados on top of it that is the pub or the inner miami what club sub which uh, you ruined the title you, you you honestly you had so much potential there and you ruined the title it it, it they could have been uh international club to sub inter miami club de sub like we already have club well i mean you know Club day in 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 the the logo i just think they kind of butchered the name and you know hot take i'm hot take i'm gonna piss a lot of people off right here you ready for this i'm ready i don't like to mix white meat and red meat so i don't like to go turkey with bacon so i said it was a hot take sound the alarms I said it was a hot take. Everybody's panicking. I also agree with that. Yeah, see? I do not do that. So as far as so Club de Internet or Club International de Sub, yeah, I'm not I'm not big on. And also like like I like avocados. Love guacamole, especially from Rocco's Tacos. They make it right there table side, but like I'm not a, a believer that just slapping guacamole on every little thing because it's trendy is the way to go. Now, uh, before we go to the next question, I'm going to quickly say Wegman's subs are greater than pub subs. Just putting that out there. <laughs> well, then guess what? It's no longer safe for you to come down to Florida because we will stab you over that. Uh, knowing my size, I will take my chances. Uh, so the third question for <laughs> death by a thousand cuts. <laughs> All right. We will get you a, a two uncle, uh, uncle. What was it? Uncle Ricky. Yeah. Uncle Ricky. Some say uncle Randy. I don't even know. Yeah, uncle Randy, uncle Ricky, whatever. All right. Third question from Don Cafecito. And this is one we didn't really touch on stadium meeting got pushed back yet again for another month. Should we be concerned? Uh, you always got to be concerned. This is South Florida politics, man. This whole city was built off cocaine and corruption. Um, yeah, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. For those of us that live in Broward, we're okay with it. Uh, I don't expect any resolution anytime soon. I expect probably more delays. And then if they do get the vote, there's going to be some other bullshit that pops up down the road to delay it. So I ain't holding my breath on the stadium. I don't think it's come much to 2025, to be perfectly honest. Not to burst anyone's bubbles, but Tri-Rail, Brightline. Actually, before we jumped on this, I got a, a notification from the club for like a quiz for the Brightline. I won't take the Brightline because I think everyone knows I live pretty close to the stadium, but Brightline's the way to go. It's super fast. It's super clean. 
Brightline is a little bit, you know, you're gonna have to catch like a shuttle, which I think they're gonna provide. But if not, take the tri rail. We were discussing this in the Discord. The tri rail station is on the other side. It's on the east side of Powerline. You know what's on the west side of Powerline? The stadium. So if you don't want to drive, we get it. You know, gas prices are high, right? We get it. You know, there's, you know, we're on the cusp of World War Three. California's got like $8 gas right now. It's high. We get it. The Brightline and the Tri-Rail are cheap options. Take the Tri-Rail. Walk the 8 to 10 minutes. You know what's wrong with America? We don't want to walk. We don't like to exert ourselves. It's good for you, America. Get out there. Walk. Sweat. Get shredded. Take the Tri-Rail. Easy solution. So... I got I got to back that up because when we go down to Baltimore from uh, from my house here, we only go about halfway and we take their light rail system in a because well you're pretty likely to get shot when you go into Baltimore, but it takes you right in Inner Harbor. It's a clean, it's it's efficient. You don't have to worry about your car being left in a bad area, and like you hit the nail on the head, gas is going up. We got to look for any options we can to maximize and stretch out our cash. And that's going to be an awesome investment. If, uh, you know, the greased palms of, of local government can get their act together and, and, and think about the people rather than think about their, their wallets here. Yeah. It, it would be awesome to have that right outside the stadium. I mean, look, bright rail or bright line won't be there just because of the way the, the, the rail set up, but they will be completing it up to Orlando. And I fully do expect all of our savage listeners and Lafayette to get on that bright line from Fort Lauderdale or Miami on up to Orlando. Cause that's going to be a hell of a fun three hours on a train that we're probably going to kick, get kicked off uh shout out to baltimore you said it man baltimore where they shoot you in the dark of the night like christopher nolan for talking out of your colon baby be more skirt skirt we got more questions uh i, I kind of hope we did after that, but uh, no we <laughs> uh we don't uh you know and that's you know guys if you want to hear your questions hear your hot takes uh reach out to us on twitter on instagram uh, if Jay ever gets us unbanned from uh, Facebook, you can ask us there. It's not uh, a, it's not not on me anymore. This between this between Facebook and God at this point. I mean, I then we might as well just want to maybe call it a day on that. But uh, you know, it, reach out to us, uh, get on our Discord, uh, ask away, and uh, yeah, we'll answer anything we can for you. What do you got, Jay? That's all I got. I mean, you. Uh, Pretty much, uh, pretty much covered that uh, that outro pretty well. So I'm gonna slap that music on for you. Uh, per usual, you know, check us out on Instagram at Enter MIA Podcast. No wait, I messed it up. Twitter is at Enter MIA Podcast. Instagram is at Enter Miami Podcast. Facebook is also at Enter Miami Podcast. We'll keep you updated on that. Probably have that resolved by 2025 at this point if Russia doesn't nuke. Meta's headquarters in California. Uh, but as always, man, look, heads up. I know it's tough. It's tough. It's been painful, but we've already gone through three years of this, two years of this. It feels like eight. I don't even know anymore. I'm blacking out to the pain. We love you guys. Thank you for supporting everything. We expect everyone to be out there. We know they will support in every single game, singing at the top of their lungs, drinking Aguadina. But as we did in every episode, Vamos Miami. Vamos Miami.